Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I'm your host, James McLam, uh, the founder of Generation Ziggler, and I'm joined today by two good friends. I've got Caden from North Carolina. Say hello, Caden. Hey, y'all. How you doing? And I've got Annie from the great state of Texas. How you doing, Annie? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. Guys, we all know that one of the major issues facing Generation Z and really all generations throughout time when they're young especially is bullying. It is a major issue. It is a major problem. And today's guest has dedicated his life uh, to helping young people and adults for that matter, equipping them with the tools that they need to be bullyproof. Uh, Rich Grogan is our guest today. He is really an outstanding guest. Uh, I, I just cannot tell you how much we enjoyed this podcast and, and what we learned Guys, I'm going to ask you real quickly to give me, Andy, what was a takeaway from this interview that we had, something that stuck out to you from this interview? I think the biggest thing from this interview for me was just the realization that um, Mr. Grogan shared with us about the bully in your mind is far greater than any bully that you could physically face. And that's something that as youth and as Gen Zers, we um, have to go through every day, but it's not something that's talked about every day. So I appreciated that he shared that light um, on that topic. I agree with that. Caden, how about yourself? What did you get gather from this time with Grogan? Very similar to he hits on is, you know, it's going to be about, you know, your internal and how to deal with that. Uh, and so that's kind of my, my more takeaway was how to, how to deal with this, how to push through this bullying to get yourself back on the right track. Listen, community, you're going to love this interview. It's got a lot of depth on it. And, and this is one that you're going to need to bookmark so that you can come back to it. If you cannot digest everything that we have in this episode, you need to bookmark where you have stopped looking and then come back and relook at it. You need to listen to it. This one is going to be, you're going to see this in a lot of different formats because there was so much depth in what we have. So I want to go ahead and introduce our audience to our guest today, Mr. Rich Rich, welcome to the Gen Z Show. I, I'm excited to be able to meet you. Uh, we're both Ziegler Legacy Trainers, and we connected through the, the Facebook group page there where I saw uh, you post something, and the, the topic that you posted was about bullying which is a topic that those of us who are, those who are familiar with Generation Z know that this is something that we really focus on, that we really want to uh, equip our youth to be able to help. So thank you and welcome to our show. Thank you for being our guest. Absolutely, I'm honored beyond words. Uh, anything with the Ziegler family uh, touches my heart and uh, uh, gives me goosebumps like a little kid here, just uh, an opportunity to, to, to share with other like-minded people and individuals, especially the younger, the Gen Zs, and uh, uh, my goal is to empower them, number one, with hope, and then the self-confidence to believe in themselves, and kind of our mission, our purpose, and passion, if you will, is to provide hope and the self-confidence for kids, teens, parents, adults, to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears, battle through their challenges, to stand out in the crowd, 
with good manners, discipline, and respect, and then to stand up to any bully they face, both real and in their minds. And a big thing of what I focus on with what we do at our martial arts academy here and with uh, the podcast, I've got a book coming out and uh, countless speeches is the empowerment part because I believe uh, in my heart, Bullyproof, which is one of our brands, is about empowering you to defeat the bully within. Because if you're strong inside, you're not going to allow the outside negativity uh, to, to get inside. And of course, a bully doesn't matter if it's a, a little kid in kindergarten or trying to um, overpower somebody just to feel better about themselves or in the adult world or college or anywhere else, the bully wants to attack your weakest point. Your weakest point is in your mind. And that they, they, what I mean by that is your weakest point is all your limiting beliefs, your self-doubt, seeds that someone has planted years and years ago that get you where, where I guess make you where you don't feel like you're the gift from God that you were born to be. Repeat that again so that our audience can catch it. You, you said that they attack your mind, your weakest points. Repeat that again, because that was powerful. Uh, that that kind of caught me off guard when you said that. I was like, I should have been writing that down. Well, and, and uh, that's where I'm going to try and set uh, myself and what we've done aside uh, with, well, I call it bully proof instead of bully prevention. Uh, and the reason I say that for, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, I would always say bully prevention. But then I got to realizing that bullying has been around since Cain and Abel. And that didn't turn out very well for either one, Cain or Abel, right? You know, Abel gets killed and then Cain has a life of misery after that. Uh, and bullying has been around since then. And it's not going anywhere, especially with social media or in uh, um, Gen Z, Zers, you know more about social media than I'll ever know. Uh, folks can hide behind the keyboard and or their phones and type up all kinds of negative yucky stuff with no repercussions or really no consequences for their actions. So instead of saying bully prevention, I'm going with the bully proof. And that is empowering from the inside out the, the, the person to believe in themselves, to overcome their fears or limiting beliefs, to stand out in the crowd. What I mean by stand out in the crowd is oftentimes, I think another way we bully ourselves is trying everybody fit in that proverbial round hole. We just try to be like everybody else, even though we're born unique. You know, there's 7.7 .7 billion people on the planet, but oftentimes we try and be like everyone else as opposed to being the gift that we were created to be. Uh, but to answer your question about the mind, uh, our mind unfortunately is, is, is well, so powerful. It's, it's our greatest strength, but at the same time, it's our greatest weakness. And it's our greatest strength because the unlimited capabilities and capacity of what the mind can do. But on the other side, our mind hangs on to, it seems like the, uh, the limiting beliefs, and I call it seeds in the garden. You know, you plant a seed, whatever you plant, if you harvest it, you, I mean, so you nurture it and uh, give it water, sunshine, and everything you need to do, it's going to grow into something. So if you want strawberries, you've got to plant strawberry seeds. It would be ridiculous to think if you planted onion seeds that you were going to get strawberries on the other end. Well, the same thing, if you plant negativity or allow negative thoughts uh, to harvest in your mind, well, what, what you see, what you think, what you believe is what you're going to produce. And uh, that brings up, I was trying to make sure I get this in, my favorite Zig Ziglar quote, uh, which also happens to be Tom Ziglar's favorite quote, so that makes me feel good, is you are where you are and what you are by what has gone into your mind. You can change where you are and what you are by changing what goes into your mind. And my favorite too. I just want to say that. What's that, buddy? I said that's my favorite too. So. Oh, yes. Good, <laughs> good company there, man. So anyway, the, uh, to answer your question, sometimes I get long-winded in my answers there. Um, everything I try and base it on is, is my own personal beliefs. And I've been in martial arts since 1979 and I've uh, been teaching uh, for over 35 years now. 
And I, I try and base everything on not only my personal experience, but what I've learned, what I've gone through, and what I've seen the transformation in kids along the way here. And I know for me and, and uh, uh, friends out there that are listening and watching, you get to, you post something and you get a hundred likes, but yet you get one negative comment. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes our mind goes right to that negative comment. Now, being humble, you think, well, maybe I could have done something different. What could I have done different to connect with that person? And we block out the hundred or even thousands of positives and likes, and yet we focus on the negative. And that's what I mean by the uh, uh, bullies. And, and they're bullies because they're attempting to gain power over you in your weakest area, which is the mind. Mm. That's powerful. That's yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can speak for Caden, but definitely for myself being a young person, a lot of times I feel like it's overlooked that the bullies that are in our minds are just as prevalent as those that are in real life. I'm curious with your experience with youth and um, kids that come into your martial art, art, art studio, do you think that it's easier for them to um, challenge the bullies that are in their mind or that are in real life? Well, uh, for me personally, and what I've seen in um, uh, thousands of kids I've got an opportunity to talk to and then parents along the way as well. Uh, the, the bully in our mind, I believe in my heart is the meanest, nastiest, scariest, uh, most ruthless Goliath bully we'll ever face because the bully in our mind knows our deep, dark secrets. They know who we are. And then mm. also that's our limiting beliefs. And the unfortunate part is that, uh, and Zig would, would always talk about uh, the amount of times a kid is told no, well, that plants a seed in their mind. Now, obviously you want to keep kids safe. You know, you know when they go to run out in front of cars, <laughs> you don't want that to happen. But what I've tried to do with my own kids and kids here, and uh, I'm blessed to be able to go around to uh, uh, schools, middle schools, uh, uh, colleges. I've got a speech coming up next Friday at a local university, and it's actually for the pharmacy department for the teachers and professors. And I'm going to talk about the be, do, have, but it's all going to circle back around to, you know, what's in here. But um, the, the, the bully in our mind, as I mentioned, is the biggest, meanest one. So we try and uh, uh, plant seeds of positivity, positive thoughts, positive affirmations. I believe in me. I'm going to do my very best in order to become my very best. And I'm a big believer in how you defeat that bully is through, uh, well, the two things we evaluate on at the academy is attitude and effort. That's it. You have the right attitude to perform at your very best. Say, I'm really going to do this. I'm going to do my very, very best. So you pretty much psych yourself up, if you will, in your mind. And the effort is actually applying that positive attitude towards your best effort. And uh, by doing that, that builds that self-respect. And self-respect is kind of like your bullyproof armor, or if you will, your armor of God that mm. is built from the inside out. Because if you don't have no respect for yourself, then it's very difficult to respect anybody else. And then, of course, it goes back and forth. If you don't respect anybody else, then you think, why in the world should I be respectful? Nobody's respectful to me. So it's kind of a circular pattern there. But that's, uh, I believe it's an inside out job, if you will. Uh, um, uh, I've heard it said before that uh, think of the Titanic, the weighs approximately 52 tons, uh, 52,000 tons, excuse me, 52,000 tons, and it's floating on water, then it's fine. But yet that water gets inside, what happens? It sinks. Well, the same thing with negativity in our mind. It gets in there and uh, those seeds, uh, they, they, they grow some huge roots and, and they continue to grow and unless we dig those up. Uh, and the bad thing, we try and plant positive seeds, but the weeds of society, you know, think about a weed will pop up anywhere. Uh, I did a video with my son not too long ago and here at the academy, I asked him, I said, Austin, do, do you plant do you, uh, those weeds that are growing out in the middle of the driveway 
where'd they come from? Did you plant those? And he goes, well, heck no, dad, what, what are you talking about? I said, well, how'd they grow? He goes, I don't know. And that was kind of the whole tie in weeds will just pop up anywhere. They're ruthless. They're relentless. Well, the same, same thing with bullies that try and attack our minds. They just pop up anywhere and everywhere. Did that yep. kind of answer the question in a long drawn out answer? Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was curious about. Like I said, it's it's easily forgotten how that is all one big circle of could be a really good cycle or a really bad cycle real quick. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you for the question. I love that. I love that analogy of the Titanic on that, you know, it sinks, it's fine, but once something gets into it, it's what draws it down. Uh, knowing these two like to speak and train other young people. I see a story of them in their future training and speaking coming up because I saw both of their eyes kind of pop up going, ooh, I need to write that down. I need to remember that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, the analogies cool. and metaphors really stick with us. I, uh, I'm nothing but a big kid at heart and uh, I love uh, stories as well. And that's why I connected so well with Zig, even though <laughs> I'm ashamed to say, I, I often say this kind of jokingly, but it's the truth. I didn't know I could read until 2012 because I chose not to read simply because the folks I was surrounding myself with, uh, and it's not that they were bad in any way, shape or form, but uh, I got to, I began to find out that uh, they were more anchors in my life, kind of holding me back as opposed to engines. You know, you think about an engine, it drives, it pushes you forward, where anchors are like a weight on your leg and they're, they're, they're holding you back. And we have to be able to cut that tie, uh, so to speak, or the crabs in the bucket or the flea trainer jump out of the jar, <laughs> any of those analogies in order to um, be who we were born to be. Uh, I always kind of felt I was on an island by myself, didn't know where to turn, didn't know what to do. And I happened to tune in just to this, um, it was a martial arts uh, webinar and uh, the, the, the lady conducting it was, she quoted this Zig Ziglar guy three or four times. And I'm like, oh, I gotta write this down. Who is this guy? <laughs> and then she went on to say, it would happen to be the week that he passed away. And I'm like, oh, gosh, well, this is great. So I started looking it up. And the uh, first book I actually bought was an audible book. It was uh, Better Than Good. And I believe it was the last one that Zig narrated on his own. It was kind of funny. I picked my kids up from school and we always rock out on the radio. And I've got this CD in of Zig. And it was really kind of, it was, it was really slowly narrated. And, uh, you know, uh, Better Than Good, Better Than Good for like the first whole five-hour disc or whatever it was and my kids are like dad what what the heck is this and I said it's good for you you need to listen to it <laughs> so I'm getting on to them about listening knowing I need it more than anybody but anyway I share that I didn't know I could read or or, or uh, um you know I you know I was in my mid-40s at that time so what, what am I gonna learn well I'm, I'm 40 years old 40 something years old and that's why uh, the, my favorite quote is you know you are where you are and what you are by what goes in your mind and I often I share that in every single presentation simply because I want uh, the younger generation to allow those plant the right seeds that you want but at the same time be very careful and cautious of the weeds that you allow in and because if we've ever planted a garden we know weeds go to town and suffocate those positive seeds mm. that's powerful that's really good oh what's going on okay so these guys want to help uh their fellow classmates, their friends, how can they identify someone who is being bullied so that they can maybe stand alongside them or provide them support? What are some of the signs of, of someone who has been bullied that you have seen? Uh, sure. Well, and uh, the um, online, it's very difficult to tell because everybody hides behind filters, right? You know, everybody's uh, uh, profile is sunshine and rainbows and uh, everybody's got the, 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 the glory life. With, online to connect with your friends just ask the personal question the deep questions hey 
you don't have to be tough in front of me. Is everything going okay? Is there anything you want to share with me? Just be open to that because most people, and I know I've done this uh, in, in the past. Uh, well, and, and sometimes I'm going to watch that, but you'll, you want to be your best and you don't want to be associated with, uh, well, lack of a better word, someone that whines all the time or plays the victim card. So what we do to separate ourselves from that, we try and put on this, this armor like nothing can penetrate us, which you need the armor on. But oftentimes we become uh, in the process of trying to be tough. We become fake and we, we, we don't allow our friends to get in to help us because we think if we're, um, if we're vulnerable, who are they going to turn to? But oftentimes it's a collective effort. Uh, a speech I give often to athletic teams is the power of the fist. And I talk about individual fingers. Be like, if I went to punch and break a board with my fingers like this, I would probably end up breaking every finger. Well, individuals working independently aren't very strong, but collectively we curled together the thumb, I call the thumb, the leader wraps it nice and tight. Now we got strength. Now we got power. Now we got unity. Now we've got something, but everybody's collectively working together to better one another. Each finger is independently working to help one another. And the thumb is the leader because if the thumb isn't in charge, then the whole thing fall, uh, comes apart here. And then we're back to individuals. So we got to roll it in together. Um, so to answer that question, you, you have to dig a little bit with your friends. Notice uh, a pattern of behaviors. If they're sending out, you know, random text messages or Snapchats just saying, hi, hi, hi. Oftentimes that hi is a cry for help. They're wanting because what happens mm. the first time they send it out, they'll send it out to 10 people. We'll just say 10 and they'll get 10 replies back. Hey, is everything okay? Hey, is everything okay? And uh, they, they need that. It's a dopamine hit. I feel good. People care about me. Well, I send it out tomorrow to the same 10 people, I only get five replies back. I send it out the next day, I only get two and then one reply back because people are like, oh, they're just whining and complaining again. But that's a cry for help. And that's where a friend needs to step in. And that's why I'm gonna stand out in the crowd and say, hey, what's really going on? You, you, can, you can share it with me and do your best to help. Now, with that being said, my daughter's been uh, very good at this, but also very vulnerable with this. She's 17 years old. You can only help someone who uh, wants help but then also, you also have to know your limitations. If you're not a licensed therapist or counselor, there are certain things you can and cannot do. So help them to the degree you can. But my daughter's even reached out to um, uh, her friend's parents before, which was a you know huge step. Now, the girl that, that she helped was mad at her for talking to her mom about it at first, but then the girl got the help she needed. And of course, she was very grateful and thankful. So I always like to caution uh, that, that we can only do what we can do. And if it's beyond our means, do what you can, but reach out to the parents and try and get the help that they may need. Did, did that kind of help with the, the question? That is such yes. a real example. Like that, that happens on a weekly basis with people that I know, just like you said, sending out those texts and having subtle cries for help that people don't always reach out to. So thank you for I, sharing. I, I definitely get those all the time. And, um, you know, I definitely have been put in those situations where it's become way beyond where I, where I know how to help. Um, but like in the recent year, you know, and uh, 365 days ago, I mean, I feel like our motivation and our, you know, our drive for everything has kind of just diminished in, you know, because of COVID. So, I mean, how have you seen, you know, this new virtual world that we live in, you know, how is bullying being prevalent? I mean, we haven't really had too much to, to, to talk bad about each other, but I mean, it's still being out there. We're now hiding behind a screen because that's all we have. So how have you kind of seen 
you know, this new shift from a in-person world to a virtual world in terms of bullying? That's a great, uh, well, uh, everyone, the questions are great. And please, as I'm talking, if, if you think up other ones that lead off of this, because it all ties in together. Um, I'm, let's see how to put this. Uh, it it kind of re-solidifies uh, what, uh, with the Grogan's Bullyproof brand, what I've been doing over the past, I don't know, I guess nearly a decade now, um, is that bully within. That's the one we have to defeat. Not necessarily, not bullies are real in real life. You know, the uh, names they call us and the, uh, and I always say, yes, the physical hurts more at the moment, but it's the mental scars that last a lifetime. You know, I've, uh, um, I've had my share of getting beat up and all these other things. I've got a book coming out, I'm talking about it, but it's th those heal, scars heal, bruises heal and this and that. And there's still a little fear, but the ones in your mind are the ones that don't heal. I give an example, oftentimes, uh, colleges and universities, I'll pull out a hundred dollar bill and uh, I'll, it's a brand new, fresh, crisp one. I'll go to the bank and get one. <laughs> and I say, what's the value of this thing? And everybody's a hundred dollars. And I said, what if I do this? And, and actually I, I talk about this in uh, my book coming out bullyproof. I crinkle it all up. I throw it on the ground. I stomp on it. And uh, if I'm outside, I even, it's gross, but I even spit on it. And then I pull it back up and I said, oh gosh, what's the value of this? And I go, well, it's still a hundred dollars. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. It doesn't matter what's been done to the $100 bill, what's happened to the $100 bill, the value is still the same. So it doesn't matter what's happened or said or done to you, your value doesn't change. However, what does change is that $100 bill is never as crisp and clean as it once was. It's all crinkled and stepped on and everything else. And you can work to iron it out, <laughs> so to speak. But a lot of times those scars are going to be there forever. So it's those mental scars we have to worry about. And uh, with where we're at now, we don't, we're not having as much physical bullying simply because we, we're, we're, you know, physically we're not around each other as much. But that doesn't mean it's going to go away. As soon as we're back around, that's going to pick back up. But as I kind of started off talking about, it's the mind that the bully really goes after. Um, sort of like uh, I teach women self-empowerment workshops. And with that, it's, uh, I used to call them rape awareness and rape prevention and all that. But I've, I've gotten rid of all that stuff now. It's empowerment because in the act of a, of a, of a predator attacking someone, it's not about the rape or the sex. It's about the power. And the same thing with a bully. It's about the power of being able to either manipulate or overpower someone to put them down to, in their mind, put them higher on a pedestal here because they feel their self-esteem and uh, self-respect is so low and their kind of warped mind, forgive me, but that's mm. what it is. They think if I put somebody else down, then therefore I'm above this person. And that's going to make me feel better. Well, it never does. It's kind of an addiction. It's an never ending quest. They got to have more. They got to have more. And that's why most bullying starts off verbal or name calling. And then if it's not stopped there, that's when it escalates to the next level, because you know what? Oh, I'm no longer getting the rise out of the person anymore by calling them a, a, a bad name. I've got to take it up a notch. So the, uh, this digital world we're in right now where everybody, and I say addicted to our devices and, uh, what, you know, if, 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 the, uh, the first thing you do in the morning, if you were, uh, or you took a drink, the last thing you did before you go to bed was take a drink. Well, you'd be labeled an alcoholic, right? Because you crave that the first thing, last thing. Well, heck, we can't go to another room in our house without having our cell phone in our hand. We can't leave anywhere. We leave the house. We're like, oh, what? I, my cell phone, my cell phone. And and uh, that unfortunately is the world that that uh, the Gen Zers and I've got a 12 year old son have grown up in. So you've not you've not known any life outside of that. Well. I'll be 51 here in a few months. I grew up life before that, the rotary phone, right? I sure as heck wasn't carrying that around. Uh, 
But yet I've become addicted to my phone because what well, again, first thing I look at in the morning, last thing I look at at night. And I say this, and the more I talk about it, the more it helps me remember, dang, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I need to put that thing away. But, uh, uh, but it's just the reality of things. So that is an easy entrance into our mind. And that's, uh, that's the portal, if you will. And that's why I mentioned we've got to build up in our mind what we believe and what we know about ourselves and not value the opinion of someone who doesn't know us uh, over what we do know about ourselves. I think, I think you hit on something strong there and that the way that technology has made it easier for people to get into our minds than ever before. Um, I'm the same age. Well, I'm a year older, actually. I'll be I'll be 52 in just a, uh, let me say, two day, days. Just well, happy early birthday. Wear it well, sir. It must be the power yeah, of there. I'll be sending Caden and Andy my birthday dates and my uh, wish list, uh, Amazon wish list pretty soon. <laughs> just just wanted to point that out to you guys. <laughs> you got to put it out there. If you don't put it out there, they don't know. That's hey, right. I might put it into show notes so that our fans, no. <laughs> That's even better. Man. <laughs> Right. But, exactly. you know, I grew up in a small, a relatively small rural area, and we knew each other from, I, there were there were people that I went to school with, and Caden and Annie probably have a similar experience, I know Caden does, that I went to school with, you know, from kindergarten on the way to high school, and, mm -hmm. and two that I went to college with, you know, so we were together for 17 years of our, our academic, so we knew each other, so there wasn't as, bullying was not as prevalent in the mind because we had grown up with each other. And a large part of it is because you were afraid to say too much because you knew later that day, your mom and dad were going to pick up that rotary phone and call each other and, and say, Hey, uh, you know, Rich is uh, picking on James at school. You know, you got to stop this or we're going to have to have a call. You know, we didn't have to deal with as much, but it, you hit on something great is that technology allows, it gives you an opportunity to be vulnerable in a space that they may need more caution. And I don't think we're giving them, and you guys can pipe in on this, see if I'm right. I don't think we're giving them the tools they need to really function properly uh, on, on this new technology, that they're almost too vulnerable on what they put out. Am I right or wrong? Am I getting I, off track? I definitely agree. I think there's a, a fine line that we don't understand where that line is. Uh, like you said, there's too much vulnerability and there's not enough and you got to kind of figure it out on your own. And to your point, there's, there's no tools to tell you what's right and what's wrong. And all, all, in all honesty, our parents, they're teaching us all this great stuff. They've never had to go through this. They can't give us wisdom on this because they don't know what the right answer is. So I definitely agree with that. So you got those hawks, you know, they're looking for prey on technology and they see that vulnerable kid and they just are diving in on them. And, and I just don't think they're, they're really equipped uh, to, to properly handle the, that. The, um, and uh, I keep referring to the book. We just, I just sent it to the editor today. It's called Bullyproof. And it's me as a kid uh, meeting me as Master Grogan 40 years later. We go on a journey together to become Bullyproof. And the stories in the book are all real life stories that uh, almost every one of them happened to me uh, or happened to my own kids or kids in the academy. So it, it's, um, I guess it's uh, a true story but I've built in, I guess, a little bit of fiction to, to tie it all in together there. But I grew up on a farm. And uh, so I was a farm boy. I was on the outskirts of town. And I remember being bullied as a farm boy, you know, and, uh, and not that I didn't take a bath going in, but it's like, oh, here comes the farm boy, you know, because I had horses and cows. And so that was all part of uh, uh, the process as well. But I, I share in there that uh, me, Master Grogan, the older guy, talking to the younger guy. And that was probably the hardest part about the book. I was trying to talk as me now, 
as, as according to me when I was younger. So it, it was, uh, it, it's been a process, but I, I'm really happy about where the book came or where the book's at now. But um, it was when I was a kid at 3.30, when I got home from school, the bullying stopped, you know, and uh, if a bully would mm-hmm. call, you know, my mom would answer the phone and I wouldn't have to talk to him. Well, nowadays the bullying is nonstop. So you're constantly in a, a stress-induced cortisol state of panic because it's all the time. You're, and there's a, the, one of the first chapters of the book talks about the, uh, the phone constantly dinging, ding, 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 you know, and uh, um, the kid's name in the book, me as a younger kid was named Logan. Me as an older guy is Master Joe. I, I don't have any affiliation with a Logan and a Joe, so I chose those names. But Logan's mom says, who's texting you? And uh, Logan tries to hide the phone, as most kids would do, because they try and solve the problems on their own. And then the mom sees the text, and she sees all this horrible stuff coming in, and then a video of what uh, happened earlier in the day. So with with, with our youth, they're so good at putting up filters, like I mentioned before, about everything is fine, everything is fine, everything is fine, because they don't want, uh, uh, just like when I was bullied, I hid it from my parents because I was supposed to be tougher than that. Dad's a uh, Vietnam vet. He's 101st Airborne, so he's a macho, tough guy. Well, I can't let him know that his son's being bullied, right? There's, there's just no way. I should do something about it. But uh, So we hide it. Well, kids hide it even more now. But the problem is, as I mentioned, at 3.30, at least I got a break. So my body got to relax a little bit. Nowadays, it's nonstop. And cortisol is that stress chemical that flushes through your veins to give you the that fight or flight, you're all stressed out. Now it's important back in the old days, if you were walking by and a saber tooth tiger jumped out, you need that cortisol rush to give you that extra energy to outrun the saber tooth tiger or, or <laughs> defend yourself against it. But then it was flushed out. Nowadays, the cortisol is never flushed out because we're in a constant state of panic and stress and fear. And what happens when cortisol is flushing through your system? Your immune system shuts down, your digestive system shuts down, your growth system shuts down, all the systems shut down. And that's do to give you that extra strength to fight that saber-tooth tiger, but it's also meant to be flushed out. And of course, when you flush it out, that's when you get the shakes. Well, nowadays we're in this constant panic state. And therefore that's why our digestive systems, immune systems and our stress level, that's why anxiety and depression are going through the roof, anger management. And uh, obviously the thing that concerns me the most is the suicide rates and teens and uh, the, the disease and the millennials continues to escalate because people think there's something wrong with me. I'm the only one experiencing this and nobody else is because I see on, you know, James's profile, he's got all likes, he's all happy. He's doing all these vacations. So it's gotta be just me. Well, there's where the problem is. It's not, some people are just better at camouflaging it than others. Yeah, and so, if adults are struggling with that as well, you know, youth are. And, and, and you know, adults do struggle with that comparison. And we grew up without the devices. Right. So, man, kids, that's, that's their world. That's all they've ever known. So, so you mentioned, you know, about the difference between like a, how a, a child is going through it, but they don't want to talk to their parents because, you know, we can handle our own mess. You know, we don't want to get them involved. And you're right. I grew up with a macho dad. I mean, he's, uh, you don't really go to him just because you had to be that tough guy. But how, how, what is your advice to give to the parents to, you know, to talk to your children about it and get them to open up as well as to the children who are dealing with it and trying to fix it themselves? And also, if you could tie in with the bullies who maybe, you know, are just now listening to this now and like, hey, this is kind of hitting me, you know, personally. Uh, so what is your advice to all three of the sides of this? That's, that's another great question. I'm, I'm going to grab my phone here and this is, uh, you know, use a prop here. So parents listening. Yes, this thing is a part of our life. But guess what? 
your kids are far more important. Put that doggone thing down, okay? Put that thing down and ask the questions instead of saying, hey, how was your day? Oh, it was fine. Okay, good. I'll get back on and see how many likes I got on my post because we need that dopamine hit to make us feel good about ourselves too. Well, I'm saying put that dang thing down and don't settle for just the fines. Dig in a little bit deeper. Also, parents listening, make sure you know your kids as much as they don't want that. They know, uh, you know their passcodes, you know their accounts. I was, uh, uh, a bomb was dropped on me a couple of years ago about, um, and I hope I say this right, a Finsta account, fake Instagram account that all the, uh, the uh, teens were having. They're having their Instagram account the parents know about, and then uh, they're having their Finstagram, if I'm saying it right, fake Instagram account that is where they really share their feelings with their friends. They have groups, uh, almost like cry parties, if you will, which is good. They get it out, but they're getting it out to the wrong source. You know, you, 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 if you're a victim and you go to another a victim to try and get help, all you do is waddle in a pity party. And as Zig says, the bad thing about a pity party is nobody brings gifts. <laughs> you just bring more pity. <laughs> I go to party, gosh darn, I want gifts. <laughs> I want to have fun. But uh, so, so with the parents, it's got to be, you invest the time. And uh, I just did a, 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 a oh, there was a video or a podcast recently about wasting time and investing time. And we would never waste money. We would never light a $100 bill on fire. We just wouldn't do it. But yet our time is far more valuable, but we waste that on things that we shouldn't be. But yet we, we spend less and less time on the valuable things that we should spend time on. And um, a book I'm reading right now is called Essentialisms, and it talks about essentialist, essential things and non-essential things. Uh, of course, anything it reads, oh, the, the, the reply I always get is, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say, easier said than done. And I challenge that by saying, what isn't easier said than done? Now let's get beyond that and let's work at it. So parents, uh, make sure you know what's going on with your kid's device, check in on that. For, um, for us, and this is, once again, I'll be 51 here soon. And it's something I'm still battling with. Um, I'll get, uh, what is it? Um, I think Steve Harvey once said, when the moon shines the brightest is when the dogs begin to howl the most. So in other words, if you're shining and you're casting a good light and enlightening a lot of people's lives, well, the dogs are also going to howl at you. Don't howl back at the moon. It's not a story for the dogs to howl the moon. It would be a story if the moon howled back at the dogs, but don't howl back. And what that means is I've got a little term a buddy of mine came up with a few years ago called love, block, and delete. Love people because God says we're supposed to love everybody. But we often forget that God says we need to love ourselves too. And loving ourselves is not wasting time on people that don't have our best interests in mind. So block them and delete them. Uh, I had a, I did a video and I, I use this now at, at the time, I, I spent way too much time wasting it on this, this, this person uh, on social media. I put out a, uh, I forgot what it was, uh, hand combo and foot combo video. And uh, the person replied back, you're the worst martial artist I've ever seen. I can't believe you're teaching people. You should be ashamed of yourself and da, 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 da. So I typed back, well, thank you for your, your, your feedback. Uh, I'm humbled. Please share with me your, your techniques so we can all learn from it. Well, what he did was he was fishing and he hooked me because it went back and forth, back and forth for far too long. And a buddy of mine <laughs> sent me a Facebook message and said, hey, just a reminder, when you're arguing with somebody online, this is who you're arguing with. And he sent me a picture of like this Homer Simpson guy, a big old belly, couldn't have his belt tied around his waist. He's got Doritos all over his face and a soda and he's behind a keyboard. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I think back, I'd wasted probably two or three hours. Well, that's waste. 
There's no way I'm going to change this person's mind. So what I go in and uh, love block and delete. Uh, I don't know, a month or so after that happened, I'm uh, doing a video and my youngest son, and he was, oh goodness, I don't know, eight or nine at the time. And uh, I get up from the computer and I'm celebrating like I just scored the game winning goal in the Stanley Cup finals. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, <laughs> what happened, dad? I said, oh, I love blocked and deleted somebody. And this is my nine-year-old. He comes by, he goes, hey, good job, dad. High five and walks on. Pretty much saying, hey, dummy, <laughs> it's about time you got it. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I share that as a story format because it was true. And I was because somebody had typed something and my fingers were burning. I was ready to type back and, you know, tear into them or be humble or whatever. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? Delete the comment, block them, got up, celebrate. My, my youngest son gives me a high five saying, I'm proud of you, dad. <laughs> I like that. Love blocking. I'm Martin. Hey, every week we have a hashtag. Uh, I encourage people to hashtag certain things. So this week's hashtag is love block delete. So we need to see that trending when this thing goes out. This morning, uh, in fact, I need to make sure I write that down in the show notes. The uh, <laughs> love block and delete. Did, did, did that um, answer the question? Did I, I, I hit two? Sure. Was there a third part of the question that I may have missed? Yeah, yeah, oh, third the third. Part, yeah, yeah I was going to say your third part was something that Caden wanted to know that I actually wanted to know as well. Was yeah, we're, we're talking about those who are being bullied. How about the, the self-image and the perception of those who are doing the bullying? That, that is an overlooked issue, I think, a lot of times. And people don't tend to think about the person who is doing the bullying may be the one who has the bigger issue. Absolutely. Um, and that's, as I mentioned about uh, in the Women's Self-Empowerment Workshops, the, um, the, and, and I try try and catch myself without name calling, calling somebody a bullying, a bully. They display bullying behaviors and bullying traits, but that's their behavior. It's not necessarily a person. Now that's, once again, I guess it's easy for me to say, but for a parent, they don't want to hear that stuff. This person is bullying and hurting my kid. Or if you're the one being bullied, that person is a bully. So when I talk about it's in the mind, you got to think nobody that it feels good about themselves is going to try and make somebody else feel bad. We all know uh, how you get everything you want in life by helping enough other people get what they want. We know the greatest joy of helping somebody, the, the, the um, uh, synergy that exchanges hands, you help somebody who, gets, who feels better about it, right? You give somebody a heartfelt gift that you really got for them, you feel better. When they say thank you, you're like, all right, I feel good. You didn't get nothing back but you gave something to them and it comes back. Well, um, in the, in the, I guess the bully's weak mind, if you will, uh, uh, their self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect is so low. They think in that messed up state, hurting somebody else is going to make them feel better. It's that dopamine hit. And I keep using the word dopamine. It was my, I, I had no idea all these chemicals before I learned I could read, <laughs> but now I, uh, Simon Sinek talks often about dopamine. It should be, um, even though our body produces it naturally, there should be a warning label on it because a dopamine hit is the same hit people get when they take a drink. It's that quick fix that quick. Okay. I feel better now. Or you send out the 10 highs, you get the 10 highs back. Right. Or, you know, smoking or gambling or any other, other kind of addiction. It's that quick hit that makes you feel good about yourself but it doesn't last. So what do you have to do? You have to up the ante. Well, empower or have an empowerment over somebody else makes them feel good, but now I need more. Now I need more. Now I need more. It's that craving over and over and over again. And uh, um, 
the uh, uh, I, I guess with 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 the um, the person that's distributing the bullying behaviors in their mind, they tend to think that that's going to make them feel better, but it's an endless pit that can never be filled. So how do you combat that? You have to combat that, but once again, getting to the source. Now, a lot of times if the bullying has been going on for a long time, then that armor, if you will, is getting stronger and stronger and stronger, meaning they're not going to expose their weaknesses. Um, my, my dad, for instance, he's, uh, I was over at their house just last night. He's 76 years old. And uh, to this day, he, well, I got an I love you out of him not too terribly long ago. It was one of the first ones. It was more of a, hey, I love you, dad. Oh, me too. Okay, that's a start, right? And, uh, um, but he, to this day, he won't talk anything about, uh, uh, well, the war, he won't talk about that. But anything to show a weakness, he can't allow out because that would make him vulnerable. I remember growing up and him saying, look, look, Richie, it's better to trust nobody and never get taken advantage of than to trust the wrong person. Wow. Well, my grandmother, which was my pillar, she would say, Richie, trust everybody. Occasionally going to be wrong, but it's worth it just to be wrong a few times and to trust everybody. So I got conflicting things going on here. You know, dad's the macho guy. So my dad built up from his being bullied as a kid, being bullied in Vietnam, and he was a wounded. He uh, was in a hospital for six months. He got uh, severely injured, and part of him is still over there. Well, now he's put up his wall that no one's going to touch him. And that means if he's got to be a, well, forgive me, I love you, dad, but a jerk to everybody just to keep getting taken advantage of, that's what he's going to do. And unfortunately, that's what I see a lot with bullies. They've grown up in a bully environment, either their dad or someone has bullied them. And they think the only way to empower themselves is to put somebody else down. Tell us about what your, what your program specifically does, your martial arts program what it specifically does to help uh, bully proof. Well, it's, it's, it's an inside out job. Um, and we're not for everybody. I discovered that <laughs> well, uh, some time ago. Matter of fact, I was blessed. I just got to do a, uh, I got to close out a uh, conference. It was a martial arts power global summit and it was 50 straight hours over three different continents. So I was kind of, I'll pat myself. I felt really good about closing it out. But uh, the topic was uh, when you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to no one meaning you, you can't be everything. Uh, in other words, we can't be a taekwondo school, a, uh, a fighting school, a jujitsu school, a, uh, a tournament school. We can't be all those things. I, I, I tried to be those and I was constantly chasing my tail. We focus on the main things we focus on. We call it bullyproof character development and life skills, the main things. And I'm a big believer in uh, the three, what I call the three-legged table in martial arts, we call it the three, uh, the triangle. It's mental, spiritual, and physical. Now, for the spiritual, uh, I wear my cross on the outside. I'm a born-again Christian. I was baptized in 2017, uh, which was one of the greatest uh, days of my life. I'm happy about that. I will say when I got out of that tub, it was awfully dirty. They had to clean it really well from some past experiences. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, the three-legged table is those three legs balancing our emotional table. And our emotional table, we can't build... Uh, on, on a rocky foundation. So the mental, spiritual, and physical have to be in alignment. So what we focus on here, and, and I tell people, if, if you're not Christians, it's spiritual, my input is spiritual for those that, that don't believe in God, that's okay. I, I don't want to pound them. I want to lead them. And if they decide they want to, great. But is your output, your mental is your input, your spiritual is your output, 
And then your physical is a combination of both mentally preparing yourself to do your best and then actually physically doing your very, very best. Um, but the, um, the biggest things, attitude and effort, because uh, parents will come in and say, oh, you know what? My kid's not very talented. He can't do this. He's terrible balance. And I'll say, well, first of all, don't, don't say that in front of your child. I mean, my gosh, you know, if you would have smacked him across the face, you'd have done less damage than what you just did. So we, we correct that. And I said, we don't evaluate on athletic ability or talent. We evaluate on attitude and effort, the attitude to do your best and the effort to actually do it. And that's that, that's building that character and that self-respect. And another big one, I don't, I don't like the victim card. I do not like the everybody gets a trophy or everybody gets an A. I like having working for the kids to earn it based on their ability, nobody else's. We're not in a comparison world. And the reason I'm so firm on that is I believe when you give something to a child, teen, Z, millennial, adult, anybody, you give something to them that they haven't put in a, a shred of blood, sweat, and tears to earn, then we are future bullying them because they believe now they're entitled to that again and again without doing more. And sooner or later, the right hook of reality of life is going to drop you. And if you don't have the fortitude to get back up, that's what leads to the depression, the anxiety, and the suicide. So above all, that's what we focus on, attitude and effort, earning your belt, earning your stripes, but working together with the parents, kind of the village concept. We all have to work together the fist to make this thing happen. I can't have the parents way out here doing their own thing. We need them involved as well, or it's just not going to work out. How, what, how can our audience connect with you? Uh, where, where can they find you? How can they get more information about what you do? Where's your podcast? How, you know, they want to know now. They're excited. They're enthusiastic. We got parents who are clamoring, want to know more. I want to know more. <laughs> Where can they find you? Thank you. Uh, we're here in the, uh, we're in Edwardsville, Illinois. Uh, we're about uh, 25, 30 minutes east of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And we got our martial arts academy and that's grogansmartialarts.com or on social media, Grogan's Martial Arts. And uh, as I mentioned here at the academy, the biggest thing, we, we stand for the pledge. Uh, we run about eight classes a night. We stand and say the pledge before every single class. And that's not for some folks and that's okay. Uh, we're, we're probably not the right school for them. And the same thing with uh, what we focus on primarily is building that self-confidence inside out. We're not a tournament school, we don't go to tournaments. Um, and uh, um, we're, we teach practical self-defense, kids how to, de to defend themselves. We're not about just beating people up for the fun of it. It's about learning body control. So Grogan's Martial Arts is the academy here on uh, the Bullyproof brand. It's Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. Uh, and I've got a podcast called Grogan's Bullyproof. Social media, check it out. I don't do a whole lot on Twitter. It's mostly Instagram and Facebook and our YouTube channel. I need to do a little bit more of that. The podcast name is Grogan's Bullyproof. The Kick in Life, what that's about, the Bullyproof is empowering uh, kids with hope and self-confidence to believe in themselves to become Bullyproof. And the Kick in Life is getting back up each and every time life knocks you down, not staying down, but getting back up, believing in yourself to fight another round to live not a good life, not a great life, but a kick in life, baby. And a kick in life is all three legs and a harmonious balance to, to, to live the life that God intended for you to live. That's a kick in life. I love that. I like Rich, thank you so much. Uh, did, did, I, did I answer all the questions? I know I get to talking so, so darn much you, from our you friends. Guys? I have one more question, actually. I'm just sitting here in awe of all the wisdom and passion, and I'm curious how this all started was it you had a passion for martial arts and the bullying came along or did martial arts just go hand in hand with your passion for bullying and, and i'll uh, i'll do my best to keep it uh, read the book you'll you'll get that so okay. there's a little plug <laughs> I, um, I uh, uh I, I was i grew up on the farm and i was i was never a very big person 
And uh, so it was an easy target for, uh, for, for, for bullying, especially, you know, uh, I, was, I was an outsider. But I grew up being a hockey player and I always wanted to be a pro hockey player. That didn't work out and that, that's okay. But uh, uh, in, uh, when I was 19, I realized the pro hockey thing wasn't going to happen. So I focused 100% back on martial arts. And even though I'd been taking it sporadically, and the biggest part of that was I wanted to empower myself. I love to talk. I love helping kids. Uh, but yet, like I said, I wasn't the biggest person. So a big part of it was proving everybody wrong. Uh, Richie, you're not big enough. Richie, you're not strong enough. Richie, you're not uh, uh, tough enough. You're, not, uh, um, you're just not built for it. I mean, all the put downs. So the biggest driving force up until about five years ago was just proving everybody wrong, which was good motivation. But now... Now what I'm trying to say is, my goodness, I spent so much time trying to prove everybody wrong. And granted, that was the motivation to get it going. Now, and that's what the whole the book's about, I don't want to spend any more of my life. And I don't want anybody else spending so much of their life just trying to prove all the naysayers wrong that they forget the big picture of living their best kick in life. So what I try and do now, instead of proving people wrong, I truly want to empower others to not waste as much time going around trying to prove everybody wrong, not wanting to fight every fight. You know, Bruce Lee was one. Anytime somebody would challenge him, he'd get up and right on the set and they'd, they'd throw, throw down, fight. And I've had many fights that were just dumb, even on social media, because I had to try and prove somebody wrong to prove how tough I was inside. I'm on the other side of the fence now and realize, gosh darn, what a waste of time that was. Don't, don't do that. Believe in yourself. Continue to give back. And that's why I said when I found out about Zig in 2012, that was a life-changing event. I've got on my bookshelf, from a guy who didn't know he could read, <laughs> I've got over 500 books and I've got 480 something books in my Audible, over a thousand hours of listening time. I listen on average 30 minutes a day and that's planting the right seeds in my mind. So that was the motivation to just be 100% honest. I used to never talk about this, but now I, I share it openly because if I talked about it, it was an insecurity. But don't, don't, don't live life trying to prove everybody wrong. Live life on trying to use what you've learned to empower others. And if you can learn that before you're 30 years old, holy smokes, or if a kid can learn it before they become uh, 20 years old, that's great. And I realize not all the seeds take hold because you'll grasp different things at different times in your life. I just don't want you to be 50 something years old and realize, oh man, oh man. And of course the old Jim Rohn uh, added uh, is um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. Well, the <laughs> second best time is right now. So don't say, I wish I would have known this 20 years ago. I've often said that. Well, I know it now. What can I do with it? For our sake, I'm glad that you learned that because we are so benefiting from all those realizations. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, and uh, um, I, I, as I mentioned before, I'm nothing but a big kid trapped in this adult body. Uh, I connect with uh, kids extremely well because I, I feel, well, I'll just share it with you. My least favorite audience to work with is adults. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because we have we have owned the excuses. We make so many excuses that we believe them ourselves. A common excuse I get here when I tell people come check out the academy. Oh well, let me get in better shape before I come there. Let me learn a little bit more about martial arts before I come here. And I'm like, that's not an excuse. You're never going to come. Just get your yeah. butt in here. But uh, we are masters at making excuses because we've lived a life of doing that. So I work with kids. Uh, one of the things that breaks my heart more than anything, um, I was a PE teacher for 11 years in our community. So um, I, uh, well, I was trying to build the business up. And a lot of kids remember Mr. Grogan as the fun PE guy. So I'll see the kids now and I'll, they're at high schools or even colleges. And I say, hey, 
who who had Mr. Grogan as a PE teacher and the hands will go up or now I got parents bringing their kids in. <laughs> I had a grandparent the other day that I was, I, how is that possible? What the heck? But uh, anyway, I, I'll say who had Mr. Grogan as a PE teacher and the hands go up and I say, okay, remember who wanted to be a singer? Who wanted to be an athlete? Who wanted to be a, a, a scientist or a doctor? And all the hands are going up. I said, all right, now who is still going to be, not wanting to be, but is going to be. No hands go up. And that breaks my heart because they've been talked out of their gift. Well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. It's going to take too much work. It's going to take too much time. And that breaks my heart because, uh, um, you know, you, you've got it, but you got to be willing to put in the effort and the attitude to get those things done. So that's where I really enjoy working with the kiddos because I feel like there's still a chance that they haven't, they don't have the deep seated roots that say, well, I'm planted. This is just who I am. And this is just what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, my job excuse me, my job sucks. I hate it. I don't like my life, but what am I supposed to do now? I've been here for 10 years, 10 years. I had a buddy <laughs> 10 years ago. I had the same conversation. He thought he's going to, I'm having palpitations. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to be stroke. I said, dude, get out of the job. Well, I can't. I've been here 10 years. I'm invested. I said, so you're going to work another 30 years because you got 10 years invested or oh, you don't understand. It's easy for you because you're an entrepreneur. And I said, I want to smack him one. Well, I guess enough chipping away at him Two years ago, he left that job and he's happier than he's never been. And he says, man, why didn't I listen to you earlier? I said, well, I don't know. It took me 50 years to figure it out. So you found out <laughs> I did. <laughs> Rich, thank you. Thank you so much for being this. Uh, the ideas that I have about now altering and or tweaking our bullying curriculum, uh, we're going to be following up with each other whenever that uh, module comes up for review pretty soon because it's it's giving me some ideas on what we can, how we can equip our trainers so they can better help others with this. Well, I want to, uh, I obviously want to do everything I can to help as many people as I can. Uh, I've gotten better about being more selective, uh, thanks to my wife and thanks to uh, uh, the constant replays of Zig about focusing on the people that really want to make the change as opposed to others. And uh, for anything that uh, Ziggler is doing, any way, shape, or form, especially Gen, Gen Z, please, my heart goes out to what you're doing, what you folks are doing to 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 make uh, kind of my passion making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Because when people are happier and they're healthier, society is automatically safer because people aren't bullying one another. They aren't going in and shooting up schools. They're not being mean online because they feel better about themselves. And that makes society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So I've got, um, it, well, I don't say unless that sounds arrogant, but I'm constantly working on putting ideas together to connect. I just, um, uh, well, my weakness is, is bundling the stuff to give it to the right audience. So whatever I can do to help out, I, um, I know people can see this, but here's a journal, a, a little journal thing I've been working on. I did a video on not too long ago. It's called Weed, Seeds, and Trees. And how it works, I'll be real quick. The weeds, you write down your limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not in control of my life. I'm not a good martial artist. <laughs> and then you write a, draw a line through it and you say, no, that's not me. No, that's not me. No, that's not me. Seeds, I am good enough. I am in control of my life. I'm in control of my stress and anxiety, and it doesn't control me. I am the best I can be at everything I do. That's a seed that I'm planting in my mind. And the trees, the trees are the, that are the successes that have grown from those previous seeds. I have the confidence to believe in myself. It's my life. I've learned and I continue to learn and grow. I am 100% original gift from God. So it's a little thing I'm putting together. This is just a rough draft. So you guys get like an early preview of it, of weeds, seeds, and trees, just to make sure we want those trees to grow. Well, we got to make sure the weeds are out of the garden first, and then we got to plant the right seeds. And then the trees are the successes that give us the motivation to plant those future seeds. 
So anyway, that's something new I'm working on too, as far as the smiling board. big, because I'm looking at these two and I, I know the wheels are turning. I, Andy's kind of gotten solemn there and I know it, she's going. Mm. I just have that face, whatever I'm thinking. And I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> I, I know that's what I was looking at. I was like, hmm, she's thinking, how am I going to use this in the remaining <laughs> two or three months and even farther than that? Hmm, well, check I out know what the, she's thinking. The podcast and uh, go to our YouTube channel. It's uh, Kicking Life, Master Grogan. And, and uh, I am so far behind on that. I've probably got 50 something videos that I haven't uploaded yet. Um, trying to do different things. And uh, I need to really, what I want to do is focus 100% on my zone of genius and then delegate the rest out. I just got to <laughs> find the right people to, to, to do those things for me. Uh, for the content. And just the last little thing, uh, follow along kind of zigs. The reason I've been building our academy for 30 years, we're the biggest martial arts academy in the Midwest. I, I say that in, in, with the utmost humility. We bounce back from the pandemic. We're busier than we've ever been before. And uh, But I'm walking away from it because I feel in my heart that uh, God's asking me to do more. He's saying, look, take this knowledge, this wisdom, the, the bullyproof kick in life message, and take that globally to the world. And uh, so we're moving out of the state of Illinois, going to Florida so I can have the uh, nourishment of the beach. <laughs> it was either Texas or Florida. And, uh, but uh, we, uh, my wife loves the beach and so do I. So we're, we're, we're doing that. And therefore, uh, we're still going to own the academy, uh, Grogan's Martial Arts. But my 100% uh, focus wants to be on the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kick and Life brand with the, uh, the books, the speeches, and um, uh, another little thing I'm putting together. I just finished it last night, but I need to edit it is a uh, B is for believe in me. It's a positive affirmation little book for three to five-year-olds. And uh, then I'm going to have one for six to eight-year-olds and then so forth. But it's going to be A through Z. Uh, a is awesome and um, uh, amazing. And Z is for uh, what is zany. I'm zany. And A through Z, I believe in me. <laughs> so it's a little silly thing, but it's going to be planting the seeds early in the little kids' minds, kind of a bedtime book. Uh, but I'm going to put those together for the older kids through, uh, through uh, middle school, high school, college, Gen Zs and, and everything. So that's some of the stuff I want to focus 100% of my attention on. So being, having an opportunity to be here with you folks is just, it touches my heart beyond words and, and I'm grateful. Now, for those of you who have stayed with us, you listen, all his contact information are in the show notes. I'm pointing down. So that's where it is. Look down into the show notes. You're going to find all the information, how to contact him, his his social media uh, outlets, his websites, how, how you can connect with him going forward. This has been rich. This is, ah, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Oh, A good good uppercut hook there. Come on, let's go. Oh, that was good. Rich, it's been rich. <laughs> so I love this. And I want to thank you again for being our guest today. Uh, this is fun. This is, this is probably one of the funner ones we've had with our, with our audience. Uh, probably, Probably in quite some time. This has been a lot of fun. Now, for our guests who are looking, who are watching that have been previous, they're like, and he's cracking on me. He's saying this one is better, but this is a lot of fun for us. I'm not cracking on you. But now that we've got all that out of the way, anytime you want me to come back, get uh, more friends on and get your questions together, and I'll do my best to. Uh, 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 I don't know. My, my second grade teacher said, Richie talks too much, and she's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Perfect for a guest host, for, for a guest on a podcast. Uh, to to be able to dive into this stuff so dear so thank you our guys uh like share and comment on this video so that others can can be exposed to this as well and thank you audience and we'll see you again next week
Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.